you could ask Jesus a question, what would you ask him? What kind of conversation will you have with Jesus? Let's talk about that in Moment of Impact. In John chapter 3, we have a man by the name of Nicodemus. This man is a doctor of the Bible, a doctor of the Word. This man is extremely curious, and his curiosity drives him to meet with Jesus. This man wants to know what Jesus is all about, being that he sees Jesus doing miracles, being that he sees people coming to Jesus, running to Jesus, and desiring to be around Jesus. Jesus is opening the eyes of the blind, he's healing the sick, he's rebuking demons, he's doing a complete new thing in their eyes. So this man wants to know who is this Jesus? So he comes to Jesus at night in the quiet of the evening and he wants to ask Jesus a couple questions. He wants to have a conversation with Jesus. Now, verse 1 reads, Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him. Now, the word tells us that this man is a Pharisee, which means that he was zealous for the books. He was zealous for the books of the prophets. He was zealous for the Psalms. He was zealous for the book of Moses. He knew the word. So he identifies Jesus as a teacher because he calls him rabbi. And then he says, the things that you are doing are godly. They have to be from God because no one can perform the things that you're doing if God were not approving them, if God was not with him. Jesus looks at him and answers him this way. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. He tells them that there is a kingdom within the kingdom. At the time that Nicodemus went to speak with Jesus, the Israel was being ruled by Rome. Rome was in control of Israel. There were soldiers, there were politicians, there were leaders controlling the land of Israel from a foreign land, the land being Rome. But Jesus tells Nicodemus that there's another kingdom that he is unable to see, another kingdom that he cannot see with his physical eyes. Something new is happening. Something different is going on that he is unable to see unless 
he is born again. He needs to be born again in order to see what is happening in his very days. Jesus says to him, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So this means all people have the same issue. No one can understand, no one can see, no one can perceive this kingdom unless they're born again. From the day of birth, you and I are behind enemy lines. There's this thing called sin that desires to entrap us, that desires to enslave us, that desires to separate us. And there's a war, a fight for our souls. A war that is from the day that we're born to the day that we're on our hospital bed or on our deathbed or wherever we may be, there is a war for our souls in the unseen world. But unless you're born again, you won't be able to see it. You can see the effects of this war. You can see the tactics of the enemy. You can see those things. But unless you're truly born again, you won't be able to really see the kingdom of God. So Jesus tells him very plainly, you don't understand, you won't, you cannot understand what I'm doing because you haven't been born again. So now the Candemus is having the conversation with Jesus says to him, how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asks, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. He tells them, there is a different kind of birth. Not a physical birth in the sense where people, humans are born and they're in their mother's womb for nine months and then they're born into this world but he speaks about a different kind of birth he says flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to the spirit there is a spiritual birth that is happening all around us when a person comes to know Jesus as Savior, he is miraculously born again. You cannot see it, but it's happening. It is happening all over the world. People are being born again spiritually. They are being positioned for a state of condemnation to a state of liberation and they are able to see the kingdom of God in such a way that their heart desire their ultimate desire is to see the king of glory 
and they know that they are citizens of heaven, not just citizens of earth, but citizens of a new kingdom, citizens of the heavenly kingdom, and they know that their names are written in the book of life. They know that Jesus Christ came to this world to fight a fight that we couldn't fight on our own, a fight that we were destined to lose, but Christ Jesus came and broke the chains of destiny and liberated us and freed us so that we can be called children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He tells them, you should not be surprised at my saying that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, Jesus continues to add in verse 8. You hear it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. He compares it to the wind. You hear the wind blow. You hear that the wind goes wherever it pleases. But... We don't know where it comes from or where it's going. I know that the meteorologists of today, they say it's coming northwest, southwest. They say a lot of things. But you don't see it, do you? All you do is just hear it and see the effects of it. You see it. You see the trees move. You see debris move. You know something is happening. But you cannot see it. So is everyone who was born of the Spirit. There's something happening within them. You see the effects of a man that used to be an alcoholic. Now he is a family man. You see a man that was addicted to drugs. Now he's delivered. You see a woman that was promiscuous. Now she is different. Now she is a woman that has goals. You see a person the felt defeated now he is a person that is delivered you see a person that was being destroyed by depression being destroyed by anxiety now this person has peace you see a person that was a thief now he is not a thief now he's a giver you see the effects even though you don't see the birth physically now conversation continues to get even more interesting Nicodemus says the same thing that we will say this this conversation is is incredible this conversation is 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 as if you and I were sitting next to Jesus and next to Nicodemus Nicodemus he says how can this be Nicodemus asked and Jesus responded by saying you are Israel's teacher said Jesus and do you not understand these things very truly I tell you we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen but still you do not but still you people do not accept our testimony he says I'm surprised that you are a teacher and you don't know these things that I'm, you don't understand the things that I'm telling you And you don't understand. And you also are a part of the group that you do not receive our testimony. In other words, what we're declaring to you. 
Jesus says to him in verse 12, I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak heavenly things? He says, I'm giving you a revelation using earthly metaphors and yet you do not understand it. But if I were to go to heavenly ones, how would you understand? And then he says, verse 13, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. In other words, he's saying, I came from heaven. No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came, which means Jesus has the ultimate authority to speak on these matters because he descended and then later he ascended. He is the Son of Man. Bible says that in Isaiah chapter 9, that unto us a child is given, unto us a, a child is born, and he should be called Mighty Counselor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of his kingdom there will be no end. You see, the Son of Man is Jesus. He is the Everlasting Father, Isaiah 9, 6. He is the Prince of Peace. He is God Almighty in the flesh. And he says to Nicodemus something that he should know as a teacher. In verse 14, he says this. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. He's, he tells Nicodemus about something that he should have been well aware of. And it was the time that the people of Israel rebelled against Moses. They rebelled against him. They were upset that they were in the desert after being liberated from slavery. They began to speak against them, attack them. And the Lord became angry and sent serpents into the camp. Now the, the, the serpents began to bite whoever was near in the camp to such a degree that they cried out to Moses and said, No, Moses, please intercede for us. So Moses went and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him to make himself a bronze image of a serpent and put it on a staff and raise up the staff. That whosoever looks at that bronze snake should be delivered from the bite of the serpent. Jesus Christ tells him that because he's, he wants Nicodemus to understand just as Moses lifted up, lifted up the snake in the wilderness so shall the Son of Man be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life. At that moment when Moses lifted up the serpent he was declaring the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. You see the poison of sin is in the vein of everyone who lives in this world. The poison that of being bitten by the snake of sin is in all of us. But yet, there is a cure. The venom of sin can be eradicated, can be destroyed. The antidote is found in Jesus. When Jesus is lifted up 
and you look at Jesus and you fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, that venom that's running through our veins, that, that venom that is running through our minds, that, that venom that has us enslaved, gets the antidote of Jesus and we have life just as those who were bitten by the serpents were able to live we have another kind of life we have a eternal life everlasting life a life without end as Jesus Christ says because I live you shall also live here is the gospel Jesus came to save sinners Jesus came to deliver us from the bondage of sin Jesus came to give us a new life Jesus came to give us a new beginning and he was definitely lifted up and all those who see him throughout all the generations have gained eternal life and one day the trumpet shall blow and those who slept in Christ shall be raised from the tombs shall be raised hallelujah from the cemeteries and they will be raised up and the church will be taken up together into the heavens. Hallelujah! To be with the everlasting God. Hallelujah! The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. And soon the church will be taken up. And all those who have been born again, who have seen the kingdom, who live in the kingdom, as the scripture teaches, will be taken up with the Lord. As the prayer says, Father, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done. His kingdom has come. His will is done. Today is your opportunity to come to Jesus. You know that he's calling you. You know that he's seeking you. For the Father seeks people to worship Him in spirit and in truth because He's spirit and such worshipers He's seeking for. So, let go of your shackles and come to Jesus and embrace the truth and be delivered from your sins. You might not have tomorrow. You might not have an hour. But if you are born again, you'll be able to see this kingdom that Nicodemus was unable to see but was curious about because he saw the effects of the kingdom. But when he came to Jesus at the end, him and Joseph of Amarathia took the body of Christ Jesus. They placed him on the tomb and on the third day, Jesus resurrected from there, giving us the seal of the promise that because he lived, we shall also live. Father God, I pray for the person who has heard this word, who has heard this message. And I pray that they may be delivered and rescued and that their name may be written in the book of life. Just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I confess that I am a sinner. I confess that Christ Jesus came and paid for my sins at the cross. And now I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he resurrected on the third day, 
you should be saved. Believe in him. Believe in Jesus. Thank you for listening. This is your brother Amado from Moment of Impact.